produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. to another edition, another episode of Wookiee Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, or you could say we're the Smugglers Trio, whatever floats your boat. But we prefer the Smugglers 3. Uh, it is Derek, Ken, and myself, Mike. How you guys doing? All right. Had Not nice bad. I, so. Yeah, still have all, five, all ten fingers, so... After the 4th of July, you always have to double check to make sure you still got them all. So so you got the six on one hand and four on the other? Pretty much. Okay. No, no, no. It was seven and three. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, we we have been talking before show, too, about uh, AEW's firefight or fighter, fighter, fighter fest. fest. Yes. Yeah. I had and, to look uh, that up and find out what it was. And uh, knowing the geeks that Yum Bucks and... Kenny Omega are. I was impressed with this Street Fighter look. Now I'm just waiting for him to do a Star Wars look. Oh, you know someone's going to. Oh yeah. Well, I you should went to that show. You know that show was in your was there with you in Orlando. No, it wasn't here in Orlando. Uh, no, no, no. That was, it was in Daytona. Daytona. Okay. And the, and the one that's this weekend um, is in Jacksonville. Yes. So I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, um, I know Jack. I know Zach Ryder is a big Star Wars fan because he he's come out wearing. Imperial uh, ring gear at one time. Yeah. So, but um, hit the website, wikiradio.net. I still haven't gotten it caught up. Trust me, I'm working on it. I am working on it. Um, I know. I've been saying that for a while. It's Things have been crazy at my job. And if I could only talk about the backstory behind everything, y'all understand what's going on. Um, but the affiliates are still good. Check them out. Check out our partners at Heroes and Villains and Found Me. Click the links. Click the images. They'll take you to their website. Uh, use the code SMUGGLERS for 15% off. And I got to say, again, the Boba Fett stuff looks awesome. They're running a uh, contest right now. Too, where you could vote on what series you would like next. And I can't remember. Give me a sec. There are, um, trying to see if they got the link on their Facebook page. They should. Oh, come on. Where is it? Well, they're also teasing right now, too, a lot of Jedi stuff. I think to get for getting ready for the for their San Diego Comic Con exclusives, which is going to be Jedi themed. But where is this contest? Is it supposed to be on um, Heroes and Villains? Or yeah, it's a Heroes and Villains thing. I am searching their site now. Indoor Instagram. Maybe it's on their Instagram page. Nope. 
Where did I see it? Would have been Twitter? They don't have a Twitter. Ah, Facebook? Might been an ad on Facebook. I would think they would have it on their website. Not if it's a social media contest and it's just for that. Yeah, but the link for it is on their... Maybe I got to be okay. logged in for it. Sign in. Nope. Oh, got it. Company. I'm looking through the um, Facebook page now. Yeah. One was uh, Jedi Training. Uh, there was the Bounty Hunters Guild. Oh, got it. Can't remember what the other two were. Of course, I am. I would love to do see him do something with the Smugglers Guild or Smugglers Alliance. And I'm actually kind of working on yeah, an idea. But as of right, yeah. Well, for actual canon right now, there is no, the Smugglers Alliance never existed. True, but who's to say what? But the Smugglers do so. It could be a smuggler, Star Wars smugglers backpack. Yeah, they they could have some fun with that, with some hidden pockets and stuff. Oh yeah, and that's and that's one of the things I'm doing: hidden laptop pocket, hidden tablet pocket, hidden pocket for your power power adapters, all inside the bag. A hidden pocket in the flap that comes over the top. All types of things. Oh, this is nuts. Anyway, also to check out our um, our web store where we got some cool things coming, and I am actually looking at doing. For T Public, a Smugglers Alliance Wookie Radio T-shirt that will be uh, cool looking. Oh yeah! So I, I have an idea how to combine the two together. Uh, so I'm working on that. So uh, so yeah, that's what I'm doing there. Uh, that's our our status. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Wookie Radio. Uh, you can always email us at Wookie at WookieRadio.net as well. And I apologize, I can't I can't find this list. Hmm. There were four things. Heroes and villains. Yeah, no. Oh, got it. And I, I know I entered it because I did the, uh, I chose the Jedi training. Just wish I knew yeah. where the link was for it. But it's, either way, go check out the Star Wars stuff. Because uh, the, I want to say, the TIE Fighter backpack is still sold out. <laughs> no, it's okay. The backpack I'm working on, if they make it, will be the best backpack ever. Just going to say. Concept I have going, it'll be the best backpack ever. Yeah. Everything a smuggler needs. So, um, so yeah, there we have it. Business stuff out of the way with a little mumblings of trying to find something that we can't find. Drives me nuts. It really does. What is Heroes and Villains um, Instagram account? Heroes and Villains Instagram account is Heroes Villains Brand. Ah, uh, okay. Found it. Wait, you found the link? No, I found the um, their Instagram. Now I'm going to start looking for Yeah, it's not on there either. Yeah, that's all the same stuff that was on the Facebook. Yeah, unless it pops up as a sponsored ad, which it may. And I don't know how you find that. I have no idea. But anyway, um, but still, go to... Just go there, you know, go their stuff, use the code. Um, it make it helps us. So they they get to see that you guys are listening. And again, some great Star Wars stuff. We all have stuff from them. Uh like our loot crate was sponsored by them. Uh we got some gear from them prior to. Um like I have the commando backpack and a keychain. Derek got the, the wallet and the keychain. You got something else, right, Derek? No. Uh... It's just the wallet and the keychain. Yeah. Which is still a great looking wallet. Yeah. Um, yeah. I Ken, Ken, use it all the- Ken got the t-shirt and, and jacket. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you can't beat that. It's awesome that with the loot crate, you got, I got the hat and a couple of other things to add to that. Yeah. I love that. I love the hoodie. I, yeah. I do love that hoodie. I mean, that thing's great. I've not got a chance to use it yet because it's been hot here. <laughs> I haven't used I've used it once because I couldn't find any other hoodies because they were in the wash because my wife keeps it cold in this house. 
It's, it's borderline a carbonite freezing chamber in here. Oh, it is. <laughs> you Florida people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Anyway. Derek understands it. Like, at like 45 degrees, we're running around in a t-shirt and shorts still. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think half my winter here, even when it hit 45, I was shorts and a hoodie. I was okay. So, well, let's go ahead and start off. And apparently, the not much news this week, but the big news is um, the Star Wars show hosted by Andy Gutierrez, Gutierrez and Anthony Gutierrez and Anthony Carboni revealed a new trooper coming to Rise of the Rise of Skywalker, and it's going to be called a Sith trooper. Mm-hmm. I like it. Which uh, is interesting. It's the first time we've heard Sith in the sequel trilogy. Yeah, this is true. Because they were, did everything they could to say that Kylo Ren and Snoke are not Sith. Not Sith. Yep. Now, this is a red-clad trooper with armor that is similar, but also very different from the standard First Order Stormtroopers. So this is officially the first time we see canon red Stormtroopers of any kind. Last time we saw any type of red armor was the Senate Guard back in uh no it was the royal guard in the original the imperial guard royal guard in uh in return of the jedi and then we see them again in revenge of the sith yeah well also you got to remember in star wars resistance we have um what was his name in oh, the uh, red right. the red armor major mm-hmm. is it major uh no i don't remember i know in the phasma novel cardinal had the red armor yep but i so, don't i don't think they're considered sith troopers are they I don't think so, no. but they did have red armor. Well, the, the, um, see, now you're making, <laughs> made you look. Uh-huh. So the question is, what exactly is a Sith trooper? Oh, I will get to that point. Y'all are making me look at. We're doing our job at derailing him. Yes. Major Vonrig. Is that right? Yes, sure. Sounds good. <laughs> Yeah, Major Vonrig. I think he had a call sign also. Well, we gave him the call sign, Red Baron. Well, yeah. Major Vonrig, yeah. His is red, but then again, you know, we we went on that distinction of he's, uh, okay, according to StarWars.com, he's an elite First Order operative clad in distinct crimson armor with a TIE fighter to match. He reports directly to Captain Phasma. Um so, does that say anything that the I don't know? Um, is it you know if it goes with Cardinal as well? Uh, Which is interesting. Cardinal was a rival to Phasma. Yeah, that is interesting. All right. So with Cardinal, uh, he holds the rank as of Captain as well. Uh, his home world's Jakku. I think I read that in the I, that was in the book. I think. Yeah. Um, there's really. Cardinal wore a set of red Stormtrooper armor designed personally by Brindle. The armor was colored red because Hux believed it was the color of power. Um, so, yeah. So I'm wondering if the Sith Troopers have something, and uh, Rick have something to do, even though they report to Hux, or report to Phasma, or he does. I'm, I wonder if that was something of a uh, Hux thing with the red armor. I don't know. I'm. I think the um the Sith troopers though. I think we know who they're gonna uh report to because as I said, there's no Sith in the sequel trilogy except now there is. Right. Well, here here's the funny thing about the Sith troopers. They are like like I said the thing. They look the armor is very similar to the First Order trooper. Yeah. But there is some differences. Um. 
an apparent other than stating it's the next evolution of the imperial first order troopers it bears a more modern and menacing look worth its namesake um so we're speculating what are they uh starwars.com shared details about a special stormtrooper exhibit at comic-con and it, it seeks to celebrate the entire star wars saga in turn the progression of the stormtrooper which i would love to see pictures of this because i would then love to go back and buy the if i don't have them already buy those stormtroopers even if when it does include the clone troopers and show that progression and have my own wall of armor type display for it. Um, now, a collection of screen used stormtrooper costume will be on display, including the Imperial Stormtrooper, TIE Fighter Pilot, Death Trooper, Shore Trooper, Biker Scout, First Order Trooper, and a TIE Pilot from the First Order, uh, as well as the Sith Trooper. Now, there's also been a whole bunch of merchandise released about it as well, which we will talk about here in a minute. Uh, the biggest takeaway is that the name Sith Trooper, which Sith has been used sparingly, like Ken's talked about, um, is based on the assumption that the Sith have long been dead at the time of these films. But now we know Emperor Palpatine is returning in one form or another. Uh, what's the purpose of the troopers? Will they be serving Palpatine? What does this mean for the fate of the Sith? Um, unfortunately, we got to wait until December to find out. I'm okay with that. What it yeah. definitely has my has piqued my curiosity. I'm definitely interested in what that me- what this means. Now I'm wondering if Wikipedia has anything about it. Star Wars. Sometimes they get more information. Sith Trooper. Uh, all they have is the old uh, from Knights of the Old Republic. Hmm. I'm wondering Ooh. if there are there any relation to the um, Imperial Guards. Because remember, um, for a lot of people, unofficially, just running around the fandom was the idea that, and I don't think it was ever in any of the books or anything, though, that the Imperial Guards were actually um, slightly Force-sensitive also. They, they, maybe they were just, um, with the introduction of the Inquisitors, maybe the Imperial Royal Guards were actually a step below those when it came to Force-sensitivity. Right. Um, they had enough that they could actually feel it, but not enough to have heavy control over it. Right. Right. But so I'm wondering if possibly have- the Sithvers are an evolution of that. Right. Could be. Well, they're definitely not canon. Or the old ones are yeah. not canon. No. That whole idea was never even, I don't know if that was ever put in any books or anything. I just heard people talking about that as an idea at one point. Yeah. I mean, I may be wrong. It may be somewhere. That may have been something that was in the old West End game, for all I know. The old Star Wars role-playing game. There's a lot of concepts that came out of that. That people were like, I've heard people talk about this and not realizing that that's where it came from. All right. Uh, so let me continue on over to StarWars.com. Okay, let me get out the uh, paper towels so I can pick it, up, pick up, and clean up the drool off the microphone while you're talking about this stuff. <laughs> uh, there will be a selection of new early release edition Sith Trooper products debuting at San Diego Comic Con. Such uh, now they're saying there's going to be a total of nine different costumes, all screen used, that will be on display at the Lucasfilm Pavilion. Uh, the Imperial Stormtrooper, a Tie Fighter pilot. Uh, um, a Death Trooper, Shore Trooper, Biker Scout, First Order Trooper, First Order Pilot, which we've talked about. Uh, Captain Phasma and a Sith Trooper. Um, Burkett has ordered four new custom mannequins specifically for the Stormtroopers. Most mannequins are made for fashion, uh, but with our armor, we needed a different pose. Okay. Um, now, here's some of the stuff coming to Comic-Con. How about from Beeline, Sith Trooper Geeky 
tiki's <laughs> and a Sith trooper mini muglet. That is awesome. At some point, I'm thinking I, I may have to start picking up these tiki tiki's because some of them look really cool. I know, right? Yep. Used to be able to get them at ThinkGeek. I say, try to get them before ThinkGeek totally goes away. Uh, They've already transitioned over to to, uh, GameStop. GameStop. Well, those will have to hit the local GameStops around here and get them on clearance there. Uh, From Fifth Son, a Sith Trooper T. It's a short sleeve T with the red helmet. And one one cool thing about the helmets on this, see, now I've got to take a look at the First Order Trooper. If you take a look at the Sith helmet, it has a center black line down the nose with the indention back in, almost like the phase phase two helmets from Clone Wars. Yeah. It's also got those lines like scribed in it all up and around and down the face. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Funko has a Sith trooper pop. That's actually really sharp. If it's that if it's that matte finish, not the shine. Yeah. I like uh Hasbro has a six inch um, Black Series, which comes with one, two, three, four, five weapons. That's awesome. <laughs> Some of yeah, these weapons of look killer. Well, one of them is a riot baton on the bottom left. It's a variation on the riot baton. Yeah, right. That. In the top right, looks like it might be a vibrosword of some sort. Yeah, but it's a, pi- no, it's a, pis- bottom, it's a pistol. That's, a, that's a pistol. Yeah. You have two, two pistols on the left. Yeah, one's a variation in the new E-11s. Yeah. No, yeah, I think, no, I think you're right, Ken. I think that is some kind of vibro. Sword of some sort. Yeah. That could be, um, but, haven't we seen possible concept art of a um, blade or... Dryden Vox had the um, blades with the actual uh, laser or uh, beam across the blade. This could be a variation on that. Same uh, technology. Mm, possibly. But the one below it, you can see, is just a straight heavy blaster. Right. But the one above it, it's got a handle to it that you would it not could be hold. Like a hilt. Yeah, Assuming that handle. Yeah, that may not true. be a handle. It's true, too. And the funny thing is, we may not see any of these weapons in the movie. <laughs> That's true too. This uh, is Hasbro, right? Right. Uh, heroes and villains are our good friends and partners. We'll have a Sith trooper hat and a Sith trooper pin. Available. I wouldn't mind the hat. The pin, there's no way we can get a hold of. So it looks like it's limited to 250 pins. Yeah, yeah. But we might be able to get a hold of a hat. Yeah. Uh, then from Hot Toys, the early release edition of their one sixth scale figure and i i'm loving the blaster that they're showing this that this is that most of these are being shown with yeah yeah that's that it, one it looks like a it's more the modern one, version of the 11 blaster uh actually no it's the the heavier blaster that that's up in the very top left oh okay yeah it's that one which looks almost, amazing yeah it almost the lines of it almost remind me of a battle rifle from um halo yeah the standard battle rifle yeah um now, I thought this was from Heroes and Villains, but it's from Loungefly, a Sith Trooper unisex backpack. I like that. That's kind of cool looking. I love the ribbon. I just want that ribbon. Yeah. But then again, I, I've got another idea for a ribbon that I want as well that, that I'd be making for you guys, too. So I just got to find someone who could do it. So any of you listeners out there who can do custom, like, remove before flight type ribbons, hit me up, Mike at WookieRadio.net, or hit us up on Facebook and Twitter or Instagram. Uh, Rubies has Sith Trooper costumes and masks for kids and adults. Mm-hmm. The only uh, thing I don't like about the modern, uh, the modern um, costumes and stuff is the mask is only a half mask. Yeah. A little while there, about five or six years ago, they were actually making full masks, or it would be a front and a back that would um, yeah. they would have like a bungee to hold them together. Yeah. 
But they've gone back to just the front half mask only. Now, Tops has a uh, train car set, which includes a bonus Sith Trooper card and authentic, uh, Star Wars Authentics Sith, uh, Sith Trooper photo free with purchase at the booth. Uh, Trend International is doing a Sith Trooper premiere book uh, bookmark giveaway as well. I kind of like that bookmark. Yeah, yeah, really cool. The Sith Trooper I could get behind. I really can. I kind of like that. I just want to know more about it. So, what are y'all's thoughts now? What, favorite favorite piece or pieces from uh, San Diego Comic Con of the Sith Trooper? Yeah, I want that black series. Yeah, the black series is cool. I love the Funko Pop. Funko Pop. I, I agree. Don't know. I, yeah, the Funko Pop. You know, that or the um. The Sith Trooper hat from Heroes and Villains—that's awesome. I, th- I think my top three is the f- is the Heroes and Villains Sith Trooper hat, the uh, Funko Pop, and the um, the Black Series figure. I like that back. Yeah. Well, cool thing with that Funko Pop, it'll probably be available on Hot Topic in the next like three to four weeks. This is true too. Yeah. This is true too. So I love how San Diego Comic Con exclusives available everywhere from Hot Topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now. Talking about hot topics. How about Galaxy's Edge? Well, apparently... Not as hot as everybody thinks? Not as hot as everybody thinks. The crowds were great the first month. And then since since it's wide opening on June 24th, it's been pretty light. Uh, so much so that the virtual queue um, has only been activated a few times. Hmm. And it's, only, and it's only been activated, and it's usually only activated to handle the high demand. Um, this means the park has been open without limits, and the one ride has even had what the report calls manageable wait times between 30 to 60 minutes. Hmm. Uh, with all the anticipation and hype, it begins to question what gives. Um, now, the, the park is an exciting one with lots of details that fans of Star Wars universe will enjoy, uh, and so will the more casual part goer. Uh, but the answer ultimately may not have been anything to do with Galaxy's Edge, but a matter of timing. Reports suggest that part of the lower turnout may simply be a product of expectation of how popular the attraction was going to be. That means many visitors may have been waiting for the initial crowds to subside in order to maximize their own enjoyment. Others may be waiting for the rise of the Resistance attraction to open, um, as it will take riders on the Star Destroyer and does not, um, but it doesn't have an opening date yet, just expected to open later this year. Uh, there's also the financial consideration as Disneyland's ticket prices have increased significant, significantly yeah. ahead of Galaxy's Edge with tickets inflating up to 25%. And that, that led to a shift in what tickets they purchase and the least expensive annual pass options aren't valid through July and most of August. Now, why would they do that? Well, for what they're doing right now, it's crowd control. That's a lot of it. Um, still doesn't mean things aren't busy and popular. Um, items from Galaxy's Edge, such, such as coasters and cars handed out to guests, uh, have been popping up on eBay. We talked about that two weeks ago uh, before we took our holiday break. Um it has even been reported that menus from Ogus Cantina have popped up. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah. What are y'all's thoughts on this? I. Well, I have exactly. a lot of <laughs> yeah. Like, part of me wonders if, like you said, if it's not because they're waiting for the, you know, the the. Uh, big attraction open 
because really all they have right now is the Falcon ride, right? Correct. Yeah. Ride-wise, yes. Ride-wise, yeah. So, I mean, so maybe some people are waiting for more or... Or some people, some people are waiting for the crowds to die down. But guess what? They apparently already have. Yeah, uh, it could be. It could be a combination of things. Really, um, it's hard to say. I think some of it may also be just uh, the people that had to go were there already. Right. right. Then the rest of people on their normal vacation. So you just got to wait till they have their normal vacation time to go. And also, um, Mike, you'd know this more than us, but um, Disneyland doesn't get the same crowds that Disney World does, correct? Correct. Because I I know here in Ohio, if someone talks about I'm going to Disney, they're not talking about California. If they're going to Disney, they're going to Florida. Correct. Right, yeah. Because California is a smaller park. Right. Uh, it doesn't offer all the same things. I, I, think, I think wait and see how Florida does when it opens. And how long that lasts. Right. Well, I'm hoping they do the same thing here. Like they did in California. And the first month is you have to have a reservation and you get in four hours at a time. And when, right. you, when you get your reservation, you get your in for four hours. Yeah. Now, did we ever find out how they were enforcing that? How did they do that? They, they had wristbands. And then so at it, a certain time, wristband went off and said, you got to leave? Well, no, it's a paper band, but they know the colors for the day. From this period, this period is going to be this color. This period, this period is going to be this color. This period, this period. So the so the cast know the colors of the day. Okay. So at a certain point, they're like, sorry, sir, uh, your time's up. We need to ask you to please leave. And they will escort you out back into the rest of the park. Hopefully they had cast members in Stormtrooper costumes doing this. That would be a great way to do it. <laughs> that would have yeah. been fantastic. Be perfect, yeah. Well, I know they were they they were hiring for Stormtroopers, so. Yeah. Now, the the other catch is too, Disney Disneyland hasn't I don't think this is any more crowded than I would have to check numbers, but I don't think the crowds are any at this point in time any bigger than than what they they usually have. So, yeah, I, I don't. And I, I think a large part of it also is what they said in there, the uh, price increase. You got to think people, how often is it one, one person buys a ticket just for themselves to go to Disney? It's whole families. And it, it's getting to the point where you, if you want to take yourself and your wife and one or two kids, you got to basically take a mortgage out on your house to go visit Disney. Just about, right. just about. It, it's getting to the point. It's pricing the... The joke has, or the, the comments have been made around um, that Disney's pricing themselves out of the middle class's pocket. That's mm. getting to the point that the middle class can't even afford it. Right. And I don't know about you guys. I don't feel like I'm middle class. I mean, I, I, I would say I'm upper lower class. Upper lower? Yeah. If not, lower middle. Yeah. Lower. Well, you got to think, um, compared to other amusement parks, um, here in Ohio, we have Cedar Point, which a lot of people have heard of. It's one of the biggest roller coaster parks in the country, and tickets are only 50 bucks per day. That's the flat, full day, one day admission price is at $50, plus taxes and all that stuff. But um, Whereas um, Disney, a one-day pass for one person is what? 120 or 130 bucks or more, uh, depending on the day. It's variable depending on what day you go. Yeah, it is variable, uh, but on average, a hold on a one day park hopper, which will allow you to go across all four parks. 
Um, of course, it's not going to give me that price. Or give me that option. Uh, all tickets and passes. It's only give me okay theme park. Let's do Magic Kingdom. This is not internet's are not helping me. So one of you guys may have to look because it's only it's giving me Florida prices. Okay, one one park per day ticket right now is running a hundred and nine dollars. Yeah, that's for one of the parks. It's not even the whole thing. No, if you want a park hopper option, it's sixty dollars more. Or if you want, you got to think that's per person on your in your group. Right. If you want the park hopper plus option, it's eighty dollars more. Which means admission to multiple theme parks per day, the water parks, and Fast Pass Plus. That that's if you do the park hopper. Mm. And most people, if they're coming to Disney, they're doing a three day or a four day park ticket, park hopper, and that's a hundred. Starts at one hundred ninety nine dollars, and then for the park hopper option, add thirty five dollars more to that, two hundred thirty four dollars for a three day ticket. Wow. Yeah. $234 for a three-day ticket park hopper. So you're at almost $1,000 for a family of four, just for tickets. Yep. That's not your travel. That's not your hotel or anything else or food or any of that. <laughs> that's just to get into the park. Yep, 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 yep. And then they're wondering, why are crowds down? Oh, of course. Well, again, it is it, it's kind of built that way. I mean, they knew the crowds were coming. How do you control your crowds? I mean, when they, when they raised the prices... Last time, or one of the last, last couple times they raised prices and did the variable pricing, this is back when Magic Kingdom would be known for shutting the gates on New Year's Day or on New Year's Eve at 10 o'clock in the morning and the park opened at 9. Yeah. It would be closed to everyone but resort guests. And by 11, resort guests weren't allowed into Magic Kingdom. And then it wouldn't reopen until like 5 o'clock at night, 4 or 5 o'clock at night. That's how insane it was getting. Hmm. And before people go, oh, yeah, no, that's that's not true. That's not, I work there. Yeah. I that's work. why I was talking ticket prices with you. You know the way the, the parks work somewhat. So <laughs> it's a little. I don't know why they would raise the ticket prices except to cover the new expenses of Galaxy's Edge, Toy Story Land. And buying Fox. Buying Fox. <laughs> some of that other stuff. But it was also put in place, too, to kind of help detour a lot of the crowds. So you didn't get the overcrowding like Universal did when the ha uh, Hagrid's Magical Ride opened. Mm. Like when we had an eight-hour wait to get into Pandora when that opened. Really? Yeah. It was an eight first month. It was an eight-hour wait a day, six to eight-hour wait to get into the world of Pandora over at Animal Kingdom. Wow. Yeah. And the lines were insane. Four or five hour lines for the for the flight of the Banshee ride for six to eight months. <laughs> and we're talking about an attraction that most people don't care about. And it's kind of was yeah. kind of pushed on us by Disney and James Cameron. Yeah. Well, also, that go, that goes into the crowds, too. You got, like I said, a thousand dollars a day for a family of four. And you may only get on to two or three rides if you don't buy the fast passes. Yep. Right. You can walk the entire park all day, get on two rides, and the day's over. Right. At four to five hours for a ride to wait in line. Now, like it, like it's also joked about, too, the U.S. goes to California because the land goes west to California. The world comes to Florida. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the world goes to California as well because that's the original. That's the Mecca. But it's nothing like here. Yeah. I mean, we got the space. We're spread out. We're not cramped. We... 
we're able to do it, no problem. Now, do I think we may be a little bit more crowded after the wide opening here than California? Possibly. But we're also opening the same weekend. Galaxy's Edge is opening the same weekend as Epcot's Food and Wine Festival starting. Mm. So you can't get into Galaxy's Edge, go over to Epcot and drink your woes away. <laughs> I would not be surprised if they gave vouchers out going, uh, why don't you go get a free beer on us over at Epcot? <laughs> so, so, yeah, I would not be surprised if on August 29th, I'm seeing a lot of people wearing Star Wars garb, drunk and crying because they couldn't get into Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> I couldn't get in. We're drinking around the world to <laughs> compensate. So, um, but to go along with that, StarWars.com has given us a, a guide on how to use the Disney Parks app when you do get into Galaxy's Edge. Uh, remember, your your smartphone turns into a data pad with the app when you get there. Uh, go to the Play Disney Parks app, and as soon as you enter that part of the world, the, ga- the app changes to look more like a data pad. Um, and there's different puzzles. Uh, it's a utility tool, uh, and it allows you to further immerse yourself into the adventure that's all around you. Um, it's, it's suggested that you download the app ahead of time. Uh, everyone, I got to put it on my daughter's phone. That way, if she takes it, when she takes it, when we go, she can, we can all have our own data pad to use. Uh, everyone's experience is going to be a little bit different, says the assistant producer of the Park Disney or the Play Disney Parks app, uh, Anisha Deshmane. Uh, depending on the choices that you make about yourself, about what you interact with, as well as the different locations you decide to ally yourself with. If you decide to do a lot of things for the First Order, you're going to have a different experience than those who decide to help the Resistance. Although you don't get to choose your allegiance outright, a series of activities will gauge if you bow to the First Order or secretly, or are secretly with the Resistance or only in it for yourself, living life of a rogue smuggler or an independent scoundrel. That is my goal, to become a rogue smuggler. <laughs> I got to live up to our name. We're the Smugglers 3. Yeah. I got to live up to that smuggler aspect. Um, and, of course, we know we're existing outside the growing conflict. Um, so to continue on, Deshmane says, we know that many of our guests have been pretending to play Star Wars in their own backyard since 1977. Disney does have cameras on us. <laughs> yeah. You thought the government was dealing with satellites. There's Big Brother, and then there's Giant Rodent. Big Brother and the Big Ears. <laughs> um, we really wanted to give them the ultimate Star Wars playground, uh, but the app can be helpful to the diehard fans as well as the, the newcomers. Uh, the fans who are sort of new to Star Wars can really explore the land and learn about Star Wars by going through some of those exploratory experiences, like finding a droid and being able to activate it. Oh, Yeah. Seeing what its memory bank will show them and being able to access new elements of the Star Wars story. That could be fun alone. Don't even hit the shops. Ride the Falcon. Get off the Falcon. Go get a drink. And then just walk around and hack, hack, hack. (laughs) That's interesting. I'm looking at the picture here of this. And they're showing like three different symbols. There's the Resistance, the First Order. And this last one looks like it could be the new Smugglers logo. (laughs) They call it just scoundrel, but you never know. But you, you see that with the purple? Yeah. That could be, I have to save this image and blow it up. Okay, not blow it up that way. Blow it up in Photoshop to, to see the see what it looks like. 
That's an interesting picture. And if that's potentially a new Smuggler's Guild logo or Smuggler's Alliance logo, yeah, I'm all for that. Something official and canon? That'd be awesome. Uh, The toolkit contains four basic tools, translate, scan, hack, and tune, which is pretty awesome. Um, Translation tool converts the languages with a manual tool to type out and translate Arabic into English. Um, It's a language that I've, according to Deshmane, it's a language I've never necessarily been able to read. Um, But now she says she can understand signs to code warning notices. It makes me feel like I'm more immersed. Um, Noting it's particularly effective when reading the message board outside of Oga's Cantina which provides additional backstory for some characters you meet, you'll meet. Scanning tool provides puzzles to decode marks on crates and even reveal hidden objects within, which could come in handy if you find yourself working a job for, the, for a smuggler. Uh, through hacking, you can interact with droids by, by the droid depot, although regular use may cause some droids to resist. Another game, Outpost Control, evolves tapping into door panels, allowing you to work in the assistance to the resistance or a follower of the first order order until one side takes control of the black spire outpost while the tuning feature allows you to intercept transmissions while standing beneath a towering antenna picking up the local chatter and docking bay intel um Dishmane recommends regularly checking as you wander the land. Maybe just open up the tune function by walking around the land and seeing what will happen. Hmm. Uh, that is a scoundrel's logo, or what they're calling the scoundrel logo for or smuggler. I want to see a bigger picture of that now. Um, the app also allows you to chat with characters both in the land, like Hondo, and from around the galaxy. Um, Rose may ask for your help with her task for the resistance, or you may get a message from General Hux. Your choice matter. Your choices matter, uh, says Asa Kalama, the executive creative director of the Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run. Uh, based on the way the guests interact with the environment, what the props within the land, what jobs they choose to go on, uh, all the effects, that sort of persona they are starting to create for themselves as a result, the way the world around them starts to engage with you. Um, like in the line for the Smuggler's Run, you can accept a job from Hondo while you wait. After riding the fastest hunk of junk in the galaxy, the galactic credits paid out or owed if you're if your crew had a particularly rough mission are carried over into your profile. Just wish they were actually spendable. Uh, this is a lovely way of continually ex- continuing your experience that starts on your mobile device and maybe in the attraction. Um, I know California just started adding um, the uh, reputation scanners as well at certain registers. Hmm. And it's up to the to the person at the register to see whether they they take notice and react to you as if you're more first order or more smuggler or more resistance with your character. Mm-hmm. Um, now it says when you return to Batu after your first visit, your story will come come with you, saying um, building upon previous interactions and rewarding you with more difficult games over time and keeping a running running tally of your character's allegiance equipment and collected star maps so you leave come back or it'll pick up where you left off cool so yeah that sounds pretty cool yeah that adds like a whole new a whole different layer to to everything take that uh whatchamacallit harry potter at universal with your $50 infrared interactive wands where you 
have to do a spell just to have something happen in a window or soak people. You don't get reputation. Here, you become a part of the galaxy. You come back, and your reputation comes back with you with what you did the last time. Which we know also, they said, works in with um, when you ride the Millennium Falcon ride. Yep. Because what you've done there affects your reputation also. Yep. Oh, yeah. So now I want to find this scoundrel's logo. Because it's got to be the same as... It, it, it's it's got to be the same. And of course, there's no no sign of it. Oh, this is killing me. Scoundrel logo. I hope I hope they have in the park a better picture of it. Well, I'm since, sure they will. Since that's being called a scoundrel look, or that's what's being used for scoundrel, that thing is awesome. Yeah. Here, hang on. But uh, to wrap us up is where... Here's a little... Um, here's a quicker one here. Or this one's um, a little closer up of that same picture, though. That's so cool. I would love to know what that inner image is there in the center. Because at this point in time, that's canon. That is canon. Because this app's being used with with the uh, with the land, and that's can and land is considered canon for the movies. So figure all those backstories that all the cast members who work there are coming up with for their characters are all canon to Star Wars now. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. That, that. Anyway, um, to hit our last topic of the night, how about 25, the 25 best Star Wars games? Uh, this is according to Den of Geek. Um, but I think a lot of these people are going to agree with anyway. So uh, let's go at number 25. I don't remember this one, but um, DC. Oh, DreamCube. Never mind. Uh, Star Wars Episode One: Jedi Power. What was that? Oh, Dreamcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dreamcast. Yeah. Well, the PSX was the original PlayStation, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Star Wars Episode One: Jedi Power Battles. Uh, basically, you just ran around with a lightsaber, slashing through hundreds of enemies to the, with a partner at your side. So, I mean, wasn't the prettiest, but it was entertaining. Sure, sure. Uh, number 24, Star Wars TIE Fighter. Mm. Love yeah. that game. Yep. As we've said recently, a bunch of times on here with the um, with the resurgence of the flight sim games like Elite Dangerous and some of these other ones that are hitting right now, they're really, really popular. These TIE Fighter and X-Wing series are rife and ready to get um, basically just redesigned and um, put back out again. Oh, yeah. I would love to see an overhaul or yeah. or a, um, an, a definite modern update to it. Just an upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. Upgrade what's already there and just re-release the game and make it look pretty. Yeah. That's all you got to do. But it looked pretty then, too. Yeah. But and if don't you get me wrong. effects and modern graphics on it. Oh, yeah. You can make it look more like the cockpits of a TIE fighter. Right. Or even the X-Wing. Uh, Shadows of the Empire comes in at number 23. I loved that game. That game's working for I, me. I, I got it on, on uh, EA's Origin, and that one's working for me. Oh, really? Yeah. So, sure, it's up by today's standards, but... Yeah, I never got a chance to play it because I never had an N64. Uh, I loved it. Well, with EA Origins, you could get it there with no problem. Yeah. It's under under five I, bucks, I think. Yeah. Definitely under I ten. I wonder if I could get that on um, Xbox. I don't know if it'd be available in the Xbox store. Maybe, maybe not. Mm. Six. I don't play games on the computer very often. Who does? I do. <laughs> that and my Wii, which I which I just got two weeks ago, three weeks ago. The Lego Indiana Jones. Good game. Yep. 
So uh, coming in at 22, The Force Unleashed 2. I'm not going to say Star Wars, Shadows of the Empire, or Star These are all Star Wars games. So just yeah. let's take it as duh. Uh, Force Unleashed 2, which I have not finished on the Wii. Yeah, I have both of those on the Xbox. I still have to sit down and actually play through them. Uh, I them. Now they say, the, according to this article, they say the first Force Unleashed was a fun but flawed game. I didn't yes. see it that flawed, but I, oh, it's I'm not a I'm not a huge gamer, so I wouldn't know. Uh, but definitely, I love the looks of Force Unleashed Two much better, mm. and I love the fact to be able to tear through uh, stormtroopers with Force Lightning and the dual lightsabers. <laughs> oh yeah, uh-huh. uh, number twenty one. Star Wars: The Old Republic. I've never played that one. This is. N- I've played a little bit of it, but this is not the Knights of the Old Republic. This is the MMO. And just recently, if you had characters there, they gave you. I guess there was some update. They gave you the opportunity to max out one of your characters level wise. Yeah. Problem is, you you still had to go back and complete different missions to get certain things to do what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's that's kind of cold. Um. But they unlocked a lot of stuff, though, when you maxed out your character. Mm. So for that character, you got quite a bit. So, of course, I maxed out my Jedi. But I have a Jedi, yeah. I have a scoundrel, and I have a... Uh, which kills me that they're calling them scoundrels instead of smugglers. <laughs> well, that, cause that, that includes bounty hunters and other such scoundrel-type characters. Assassins. Assassins, yeah. It's more than just smugglers. Yeah. But that's why you got the Bounty Hunters Guild. That's why you got the Assassin's Guild. But I guess. Well, I'll you got to remember, most Star, Wars, most Star Wars games and such basically only run three classes. Mm-hmm. Empire, uh, Empire, Rebel, Scoundrel. That's it. Or Republic, Separatist, Scoundrel. Right. Well, Old Republic, they do... Uh, they do light side, dark side, but they're um, scoundrel, scoundrels for one, bounty hunters for the other, or maybe it's smuggler. I don't know. I have to. I don't want to pull up the game to double check. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's see. Going back, uh, number twenty, Super Star Wars, from, yes. which I have on my on my Wii. Love that game. I have I, it on my Steve Four. It's still super hard though. Yeah, it is. I've heard that about that. See, I went straight from um, NES to PlayStation, so I I totally skipped all, anything after the regular NES for Nintendo. When when they when the Wii, when I saw you get games, download game, buy games, and download them from the Wii for mm-hmm. like the classic consoles, I bought Super Star Wars, Super Empire, and Super Return, and I'm like, okay, I've got them in case something ever happens. And then, of course, the Wii U came out. They shut down the original Wii store. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, thank God I got them. Hey, I want to play them now. Crap, I need to go get a classic controller. <laughs> <laughs> and ended up, ended up buying a, a two-pack for like five bucks on eBay. Mm. But now I can play it. <laughs> and I'm still on Tatooine. And it's a pain in the butt. <laughs> yep. So... Uh, I'll admit, at the the little time that I've played it, I beat the first round on Tatooine where you jump around, you get your gun, and you eventually get your gun, and you start blasting. Um, I have not made it past the land speeder section yet. <laughs> that was a pain in the butt. Yeah, yeah, that one is. And that's like second level. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
So, uh, number 19, Lego Star Wars 3, The Clone Wars, which is the first time the characters actually speak. Instead of going... Yeah. Yeah, that was a There's fun an actual dialogue. Well, all of the Lego Star Wars games have been fun. Oh, yeah. My wife and I right now are slowly working our way through the um, Lego Star Wars Complete Saga. Leia's and they're great. always good to go going back and replaying through is always fun. Leia's great because when she doesn't, if she's in close enough, she she slaps you to death. <laughs> yeah, Chewie will tear your arms off. <laughs> That's great. And then and then when you just sit there and have them have them waiting, the cocky attitudes that the characters have, like, come on, let's go. Yeah, it's so awesome. Uh, number eighteen, episode three, Revenge of the Sith. I don't remember if I played that one. This was available for PS2 and Xbox. Uh, again, it's a direct adaptation of, of the film. So basically, you're living out the movie again. Uh, number 17, Pinball FX3. I, lo- I have a couple of the pinball games for, for my phone yeah. and iPad. I love them. I think they're great. I've never really I've been played- a big pinball guy. I've played a couple of them on, on the Xbox, and I have they're fun. Um, I want to get the Rogue One one table. I, th- I think I have uh, four, five, and six. I don't have any of the Clone Wars. And I think I had the Boba Fett table. Uh, now, coming in at 16, which I think this could have been further down the list, Dark Forces. Yeah, this is a fun one. It was fun, but personally, I think it could have been further down the list. Yeah. Well, they started a whole series. There's like six games in this series or something like that, wasn't there? Yeah. And a couple of the other games in the Dark Forces series are actually on this list farther down. Yep. So, uh, number 15, Bounty Hunter, which was GameCube and PS2. Yeah. I think I actually have this, but I've never actually played it yet. Yeah, I have it on my PlayStation, but... Yeah, I still have a PlayStation 2. I just... <laughs> I, would, no, I, haven't I would love before. to have played this. Yeah. Um, so, uh, 14, Empire at War. That was a good one. I loved how it had the story of Veers creating the AT-AT mm. as part of it. And you're going and testing the AT-AT. Uh, yeah. number, number 13, the one I wish I could play through EA Origins, but I can't. This is not loading, right? Rogue Squadron. Rogue Squadron. Ugh. Such a great game. Even though it was kind of cheesy, it was still cool flying the different ships, doing the dogfights, blowing up ground targets, blowing up troops. It was like, okay, this is X-Wing or TIE Fighter taken to the next level mm-hmm. in many ways. Um, so, uh, number 12, Battlefront. And they're talking the latest Battlefront from 2015. Yeah, I want to yeah. put that lower. I will put that one yeah, down would, in the bottom in that between 20 and 25. Yeah. See, I would have put Battlefront 2 on here before I put Battlefront. Yeah, I could yeah. see that. Uh, now, one that I did not get a chance to play, Disney Infinity. 3.0. I never did either. Yeah, I don't have any of the Infinities. I would love to have gotten it. Well, to do 3.0, I would have had to have a Wii U. But apparently this was available for PC, and I never saw it for the PC. Hmm. Uh, Number 10, Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens. This is one I haven't got a chance to pick up yet, but it's on our list of ones we want to get. It's on my list now since it's available for PC. I don't have the other game systems. Uh, number nine, The Force Unleashed. See, I would have put Force Unleashed 2 here before Force Unleashed. Yeah, I would have. I would, I would have swapped the two. Mm. Um, now, it had a pretty good story and even tied into the original trilogy. But until the merger between Disney and Lucasfilm, it was all then declared no longer canon, which is a shame. Yeah. Yeah. 
Just could you imagine if Force Unleashed and Force Unleashed was two was considered canon, and then they tie it into Jedi Fallen Order? That would have been cool. Mm. Yeah, if you pulled some of the characters from Force Unleashed into that, that could have been cool. Yeah, yeah, I could see that, yeah. So, uh, number eight, episode one, Racer. This Uh, was a great game. Yeah, it was. I love this game. I didn't play it on the um, consoles, but I definitely played a lot of this in um, the arcades. I played this on the PC, and this was killer. I played it on the N64. Oh, so much fun. I loved it. Believe it or not, Anakin was not my favorite pod. <laughs> I, 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 loved, I loved using uh, Mondell's racer. Uh, number seven, and I loved this game. I wish they made a sequel, Republic Commando. Oh, yeah. I would love to have seen this go to the next level. Because um, you get this, this takes place right, like right in the middle of Attack of the Clones. Um, now it starts off clone troopers at the beginning of the clone wars. Um, I would love to have seen a second version that came, uh, right at the end of the clone wars. And then a third one that takes place as you are Imperial commandos and making the switch to fully under Vader. Yeah. I think that would have been cool. It'd have been interesting how people would have reacted if they actually played this and it takes place during and right after episode three. So you actually go through Order 66, and all of a sudden, from the game's point of view, the Jedi become enemy. Oh, yeah. That's what that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, and according to this article, if there's any Star Wars game begging for a proper sequel or a HD remake, it's this one. And I agree. <laughs> the problem with that would be that um, people would be screaming and yelling and hollering that the original one wasn't canon. Because remember, the how many people screamed about the, um, the original Republic Commando series? Of books and them not. I know those were great were books. Those were great books. But the amount of people that screamed when things were changed about those. Yeah, but you turn around and bring this back, it becomes canon. If you remake this, it becomes canon. But see, that's why if they did it, they would have to do it similar to what they did with Battlefront. Yeah, and totally redesign it, but they put it out. Yeah, I'd be okay with that though. Uh, number six, Knights of the Old Republic two. That was a good game. Which I still have not finished. Yeah, well, I beat both of those. Yeah. I beat the I beat the first one, and I beat it light side. I haven't gone back and played it dark side yet. Um, of course, that's when we get our first murder droid. Yeah. Um, now the problem with Old Republic Two is Lucas Arts rushed Obsidian to finish the game for the holidays. If it had a few more months yeah. to polish, it it, it might have been a much better game. Mm. I know that um, I had it for PC, and it, there was a couple glitches in there where if you did something, ju- if you did something ro- um, in the wrong order, it would like totally freeze out the game. You had to restart. Right. Uh, number five, Rogue Squadron Two, Rogue Leader. Uh, this was a GameCube only. Yes, and it was awesome. Uh, having seen gameplay of it, I wish they released it, but. Um, Okay, I think this person is confused with their stuff. Uh, no game has nailed the feel of what it would be like to pilot an X-Wing quite like Rogue Leader. Uh, the graphics were mind-blowing when the game first came out in 2001, uh, but they still look remarkable today. No X-Wing game has quite captured the Death Star Trench run as well. Uh, unfortunately, the sequel failed to capitalize on Rogue Leader's success. I think they meant Rogue Squadron's success. Adding some ill-advised on-foot missions and factor... F- and the fact that Factor 5 barely exists as a developer after the even more in ill-advised lair for the PS3. 
So uh, number four, Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast. I believe this was the fourth game in the Dark Forces series, isn't it? Yes. Uh, number three, Lego Star Wars, The Complete Saga. That's the one we're working on now. <laughs> number two, which I loved this one, uh, the classic Star Wars Battlefront 2. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have it. I played through it. For me, it had too much going on all at once. <laughs> now, I, the new Battlefront 2, I love. Right. I don't know what the difference is, but I like the new one much better than I like this one. Uh, now, apparently, as of October 2017, the previously shut down online play for PC is back on in full force. Okay. That, that may be why also Xbox One a couple of months ago made this one of their games with gold titles. Could be. And coming in, number one, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Yes. Which And no one argued that at all. No one will argue that at all. There was a lot of people when this first came out, and even now, that this is one of the best role playing computer role playing games of all time. Yeah, not just Star Wars role playing game, but just computer role playing game in general. Oh yeah, yeah, mm. very much so. So, um, other than that, anything else? Any final mm. thoughts? Nope. No, I think that's about it. I think this list nailed it with number one. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. yeah. Very much so. Well, if there's nothing else, we're going to say see you guys next week. We're going to hopefully get some intel out of San Diego Comic-Con of uh, what's coming. If not, in two weeks, we're, well, in two weeks, we got a special guest. Not saying who, but um, yeah. (laughs) So I don't know when we're going to get to San Diego. Maybe just me doing a a special intel briefing of news out of San Diego Comic-Con. And if either one of you two guys want to join along, I'll ask beforehand before we do it or before I do it. Um, but I'm going to say until next week, uh, follow us on social media. Uh, check out our affiliates and our web store and our partners. Uh, email us if you have any questions, comments, topics, whatever. Uh, from Ken, Derek, and myself, there's only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jinx! I can hold it! Pull up! No, I'm all right! I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2! I am your father. Break me down with all of your hatred, and your journey towards the dark side will be complete. <laughs>